MMBEST is used to dealing with leaked files from American organizations. BEST's organization, Distributed Denial of Secrets, is BEST. Known for curating, publishing and promoting giant caches of files from a variety of sources, including U.S. police departments, the conservative social media platform Gab and their far-right Oath Keepers, a prominent group involved in the January 6th riot. But since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Best and her colleagues have been inundated with files that hacktivists say they've stolen from Russian banks, energy companies, government agencies and media companies. For weeks, the group has scrambled to translate, verify, format and upload files that they can assess are legitimate and new, with the caveat that they usually haven't gone through every single file to assess if it hasn't been altered or planted with malicious software. Frankly, we've never seen this much data out of Russia before, best said. Russia has never really been a target like this before by hacktivists. The consequences may not be fully known for years as experts sift through the files. The hackers went for Russian state companies where they could inflict the most pain for the Kremlin, said Agnia Grigas, a Russia and energy industry expert at the Atlantic Council, a think tank. NBC News has not verified the contents of the leaks, many of which contain dozens of gigabytes worth of data. None of their organizations, including the state-controlled energy companies, Transneft and Rosadam, government censor Oskar Mordza, their central bank of Russia, and state-owned media giant VGTRK, responded to email inquiries requesting comment. But there's Little doubt among people who study Russia and cybersecurity that they're largely authentic. The leaks are part of a larger ecosystem of amateurs trying to help Ukraine's war efforts with their own keyboards. While Russia has conducted cyber attacks against Ukrainian internet service providers and tried to wipe Ukrainian government systems. The conflict hasn't produced the kind of high-profile cyber attacks that some analysts had predicted. That's left room for a thriving online ecosystem of new and veteran hackers whose accomplishments are difficult to measure. In the context of the broader conflict, some of the hacktivists 67 spam Russians' phones with texts about the war. Others spend their days, 68 briefly knocking Russian websites and services offline. 69164791826833 underscore now underscore topstri underscore r underscore ukrainian underscore hacker underscore 220321 underscore 192. 0 by 1080 zvum dot jpg. 70 Ukrainian hacker joins war effort via internet. March 22, 202,203 hours 12 minutes. It's not clear, however, just who is behind these hack and leak operations.
just about every hacktivist uses a pseudonym. Online and hacking communities tend to be informally organized, if at all. But best said their motivations tend to be clear. Right now, leakers, hacktivists and the rest of the general public are screaming in response to the injustice of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the inhumanity of the war crimes committed by the invaders, she said. While distributed denial of secrets might be the single best public repository of all the Russian files purportedly leaked. Since the start of the invasion, it's only one of many places online to find alleged leaks from Russia. Dozens of activist and hacktivist accounts on Twitter and Telegram post Russian files, some of which are repackaged from earlier leaks. Best has rejected multiple submissions of supposed leaks from Russia that didn't pass her group's verification process, she said. Ukrainian authorities have also leaked remarkable sets of supposedly sensitive information. They've published their personal information of 620 Russian intelligence officers and lists of military personnel they accuse of war crimes. Someone gave the Ukrainian news site 71 Pravda a list of alleged Russian soldiers and their personal information, which it published in full. Even the detailed workings of one of their most destructive ransomware gangs in history has been spilled onto the internet, after a 72 Ukrainian hacker grew fed up with the Russians who ran it. There's an intense desire to do something, best said, but also to understand. Cybersecurity experts often urge caution in drawing conclusions from hacked and leaked documents from shadowy figures, as there's some precedent for them to contain individually modified files to plant a false narrative. There's also no way to guarantee the files are the full content of what an organization had when WikiLeaks published its Syrian files. In 2012, for example, it 73 conspicuously left out a major transfer with a Russian bank something that went unnoticed for four years. While a leak can seriously hurt businesses in normal circumstances, those in Russia probably currently have bigger concerns, said Michael Daniel, the president of the Cyber Threat Alliance, a cybersecurity industry trade group. Lord only knows how Russia's going to handle that right now. Daniel said. That's probably not their primary concern. Although it could be. But in a normal country and organization. It would be. Open source researchers who pour through reams of information. From Russia said it could take years before such leaks could. Reveal important information. 74164918131440 underscore n underscore Mitchell underscore McFowl underscore Hass underscore 220405 underscore 1920 by 1080 SO7 2m.jpg 75 Ambassador McFowl, a protracted war in Ukraine could last 
months, if not years. April 5th, 202,207 hours 7 minutes. I've gone through a few of them but honestly haven't had time. 2. Do a, really super deep dive, said Eric Toller, a. Researcher at Billingcat, an investigative journalism group. That has exposed several major Russian intelligence operations. This happens a lot, to where there is all this hype for mega flows of info than hardly anyone actually goes through it, he said. They really require specialist interest and expertise. Stefan Soesento, a senior cyber defense researcher at the center for security studies, a Swiss think tank, said it was mistaken to think Russian officials or executives would somehow be shamed or deterred by having their files made public. To me it is unclear how these data leaks are supposed to affect the course of the war in Ukraine, so Asanto said. They would likely have more of an effect on those organizations if they were deploying ransomware or destructive malware to their networks, he said, though that could require additional technical sophistication to pull off. The question that I would be interested in is to know why these groups are dumping all this largely worthless data instead of running wipers or ransomware campaigns, he said. Guess 99% simply don't have the network access and privileges they want people to think they have. What do you like about Goonies? Uh, you know, everything from the soundtrack to the, uh, the story, the, you know, the, the that's my impersonation. Um, the, the Fratelli Chase. How about those Fratellis? Do you think, aren't they just delightfully? Um, I love those guys. Who, yeah. What about the fact that he uh, sings in, in in opera? Oh yeah, no, yeah. You know, okay, so that's great. excuse I'm me, sir, we saw some really disgusting people, the Fratellis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite scene? Do you have one? Oh, good question. Um, Lordy, you know what? It might be when they're interrogating, uh, what is it, Chunk? Chunk? Yeah. And he's all talking about, you know, when he was in a movie theater and he... They pretend he threw up and then everyone started throwing up around him and then all the vomit made him throw up and everyone was throwing up in the theater. That, that, that's all that scene. Yeah, that's funny. You know, there's a reason why Spielberg won't do a follow-up. He was on Gad's show talking about this and some other places because it was such a perfect scenario and a masterpiece that every time he gets together with his assistants to discuss what movies he wants to do, it never advances to the next stage. Yeah. Good. Because Mama Fratelli's gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know, what do you think? No? Nay? No, I'm glad that he's gone. 
Yeah, they're... They all live in Astoria, and they've got kids now. They bring them to soccer practice or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What would it be? Yeah. Right? You know, they're gonna find another gold treasure. It's the story of, uh, uh what's his name? The, the freaky guy. Uh, Flaw? Flaw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flaw. Yeah. He gets married. He gets, he, is, he gets married and he owns a surf shop. He owns a surf shop and people go rent surfboards from Sloth. And Chunk is his brother and Chunk runs an ice cream shop next door. How about, see, that's, that's great. Or maybe, you know, Chunk has a combination pizza with ice cream shop. They can't redo it because they don't have the ideas or they just don't have the people to make it be a masterpiece. There's just such a high bar that Goonies is that to be able to top it is foolish. It's a fool's errand. Right? It's a fool's errand. You know, they've done it already with Ghostbusters, but that's a joke to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I agree. You know, you it, Mama Fratelli is not alive anymore. Yeah. You can't bring back everybody. Donner's not even around. Right. You know, um, I don't know. Do you think they should try doing on? Sorry, um, should they do it on Netflix or something like um, Karate Kid? Yeah, the Fratellis broke out of jail, and I don't know, Mama Fratelli's twin sister is running the game. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I love that that soundtrack, that Cindy Lauper song. Oh my God. Uh, why I can't stand Stranger Things. I'm sorry. I'll catch heat for this, but I can't stand it. They rip off... The go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. I, I watched the first season of it, and I liked it, but I never got past the first season. Okay. I like, that was it, so... Okay. I, they, the way they take music from the Goonies and mm. E.T. And, and, and just kind of just take and, and, and don't make their own ideas... I just right. really think they're stealing from these greats, some Steven Spielberg, you know. No, I mean, I agree. It is kind of like they're just using the whole nostalgia thing. 
get their get their show. Yeah. Yeah, so you seen it? I couldn't get past the first episode. I don't know. I did. It was actually for what it was, I did uh think it was a well uh put together show and I you know, again being an eighties kid too, it was kinda like, Okay, that's totally cool. Mm. Um but I, I, that's my thing with shows. I don't need to go past like the first season or anything. For the most part. You don't think you're going to continue? No, I mean, I think they're, they're probably already on like season six or something like that. It's got to be even more, if not. You know, and that's like, I watched that and that was the first season. And I was like, that's fine. That's all. I watched everything I need to watch. Plus, another reason I don't like them is that they have an old Apple computer there and I don't see the Commodore 64. So there you go. <laughs> that's another reason I'm uh, I got a beef with them. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that Commodore sixty four is cool. The the Amiga Mini's coming out soon. Is it? Yep, coming out next month. Yeah, they've got the games loaded on it, and like yeah. you plug it in HDMI or something, and it's got yeah. a menu, and then apparently they've got a way to load Amiga files, so oh, you can okay. run Workbench, which is that graphical interface for Amiga, and yeah. then apparently um, using WH Load, this program, you're able to load ADFs, which are the an ADF is a, an Amiga format. Um, okay executable um and um yeah, that's cool. yeah. So was after the 64 right yep after okay yeah. so it's definitely much more like of a nintendo style or like sega master system style of games right sega like master system wise. comparable yeah graphics wise 16 okay. bit okay. yeah 16 bit processing yeah oh nice i didn't realize that yeah look, it's gotten a lot of great reviews Yeah, so apparently you could play, you know, Amiga 500 and up games up to 1200 or Amiga 1000. Um, okay. And uh, I already do that on my original and on my Raspberry Pi. I could okay. I already have an Amiga environment in there that I do my Amiga games or what or music. I've got graphics and all that, but I still am consider. I'm I don't know. I'm on the fence, but I'm considering getting one. You know, yeah. for um for a buck thirty four, it's kind of a no brainer. You know. Did you say you got that that the Atari that VC is it VCS? Uh, I that was that new Atari. I personally did not get it because there's a supply chain, and, and when there was available, it's four hundred dollars. I'm not going to spend uh, that much. Ouch. But honestly. Um, I would I would be playing the same games I play on my Atari Flashback, or my Atari Twenty Six Hundred, or my Raspberry Pi. Anyways, right. There's only certain games I play, like Centipede, Millipede, Pitfall. Gotcha. You know. God, I love Pitfall. Yeah, love it. Why? What do you think about the Atari VCS? What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's cool. You know, if I find it at Goodwill for $2, I'll buy it. 
you know, I'll, I'll be on there, you know. I You know, you want to hear something funny? I saw yeah. there was a steering wheel for a PS, I believe, PlayStation, the first PlayStation, okay. like a big steering wheel. It yeah. was at the resale shop the other day for $19. My mind wanted to get it, but then I go, for what? You don't, yeah. you don't even have a PlayStation anymore. Yeah. It yeah. got destroyed in a fire. Um, um, but, you know, your instinct is to buy it. But then you're like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's oh, yeah. like, what am I going to do with it? Yeah. Have you ever used yeah, PlayStation back in the day? Well, the big news this week is that um, PlayStation is going to offer backwards compatibility with PS1, 2, 3, and 4. Oh, really? Yep. Um, they've, they started a new website, um, and they're going to be offering 4,000-plus uh, games um, on PS5 consoles. Um, PlayStation. That yeah. That's cool. Um, backward compatibility. Like PS2, PS3 games and stuff. Do you? Okay. Yeah. You have a PS2? Mm-hmm, I still got one, yep. Wow. PS1 I don't have, but the PS2, PS3, and then 4 and 5. I Would got. you ever consider selling your PS2? No, no. When it comes to video game systems, I definitely like holding on to them, so. There you go. Yeah, I even, like, if I can, I even keep the boxes and stuff, so... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, no, I try to keep... What about PS1? Do you have PS1? No, that's the one that I don't have. I don't have that one. I really want to play Matrix on PS2. Oh, right on. I don't think I've ever played it. Okay. If you can get a copy, it's it's an awesome game. Yeah? Yeah. So it's, it's to where people still talk about it today. Yeah, ask them if they have Matrix. I don't know if it's Matrix Reloaded, but just type in Matrix PS2 and yeah. Yeah. That's cool. No, it is definitely. Have you had time to play games? On what system? On the PS5. So. Oh, yeah? How is it compared yeah. to f past Turismos? Oh, the, well, you know, the thing about Gran Turismo is that they're all going to be, in a sense, similar. Um, I, I'm really digging it. There's still so much of the game that I've got to open up. I still have to finish all the kind of driving, like, driver's license courses in order to, like, really open up all the the game and stuff, but I, that's, that's the thing about, that I love about those Gran Turismo games. They're like tiny little challenges in order to like kind of, you know, progress in the game and stuff like that. And it's kind of like literally you get a 
obsessed with the fact that you're trying to shave a couple of like tenths of a second off to no. improve your time. And is it hap do you have the haptic where you could feel the bumps on the road and all that? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's actually pretty amazing. And not only that, but also like on the accelerator and the brake, you can feel the pressure on it. So it's kind of like you 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 can control your car so much better. Oh really? Yeah, no, it's it's actually pretty amazing when you're hitting the the accelerator, you can feel the pressure on it. So you kind of know how fast you're like get putting speed on your car pretty much, you know? Or like when you're braking, you know how hard you're braking. It's much more realistic. Oh, interesting. It's it's pretty wild. In fact, I've kind of actually thought about getting, um, I've been looking into getting one of those uh, steering wheels for like the PS5, but they're like 400 bucks. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Bucks. Wow. Yeah. And then, it's got all of that haptic feedback. It's got, like, you know, like, it, it's pretty wild. And I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty, that's a big investment for one game. Do you do any um, VR on your PS5? Not on my PS5, but I still got the PS4 and I got VR on that. And they still are releasing games and all that, so. I don't use it that much, to be honest. No? No. What do you do in VR? In gaming? Yeah, they got gaming and VR and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, usually when I've used it, they, I, it's not so much the, like games, like action games that I play. It's kind of like those... Um, you sit down, there's this one that you sit down on, like, a roller coaster, and you have to shoot at things from it. And it's pretty fun. You know, there's, like, these fishing games or hunting games, things like that that I kind of dig playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fishing and hunting and, um, yeah. I've got this Ace Combat 7 game, which is, like, a, um, a jet fighter game. Mm. It's got that on VR. That one's pretty cool, too. Oh, cool. I was also thinking maybe golf, right? Yeah, you know, I've never, they have golf, but I've never played golf in VR. Mm. That would actually be... I, I've never really played golf too much, like, in real life, but I love golf on, <laughs> on a PlayStation, and I'm pretty good at it, so... Like, if I, if I was as good as, in golf in real life as I am in video games, then I'd be playing... Uh, yeah, Tiger might come back to the Masters. Yeah, I was kind of seeing his name. Is that what they were talking about? Mm -hmm. I was seeing his name popping up in the last couple of days, so I knew something was going on. Yeah, he went and walked the course with his son. He flew in and oh, walked right the course on. to Is practice. Is too? No, but he wanted to walk the course because he said that's the most challenging is walking it, not yeah, actually putting. He said putting's not a problem. It's walking the entire thing. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. What's up, man? Mr. Man right here was talking about Dr. Claw. You want to say hi? No. No, he's all shy now. My little guy. Oh, my bad. Bryce isn't here. Jonathan is here. How's it going, Jonathan? Hey, bud. I haven't really heard you talk yet. I guess I didn't realize you were there. Good thing I wasn't talking yeah, no. shit. Yeah, yeah, you guys were, uh... Talking BBS stuff. Right? That's Dr. Claw. See? <laughs> What's up, guys? Not much. Just We're just talking about movies. Paradise, man. Yeah. You guys talking about what? 
and stuff. Oh, which movie? Stranger Than Fiction. No, I've never seen it. It's a good one. Are you a fan of Will Ferrell? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's 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 a it's a serious role for him, which is a little bit different because he's normally a comedy actor. We were just kind of talking about over actors, like Will Ferrell, for instance. His overacting, I'm not a huge fan of, but his more serious roles, like Stranger Than Fiction. Which still has a little bit of comedy to it. Right. Um, Mind-blowingly it good. It's a pretty good movie. Yep. Yeah, it's a very good movie. Considering, it, you know, where he comes from and everything, I was just, like, taken way back by how good he was yeah. as a regular actor. Oh. Yeah, um, I liked his movies. I like Elf. I saw him in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a, yeah. As far as comedy goes, it was, it was a good role for him. I was just thinking, like, for instance, Will Ferrell, um, the earlier in his career you go, the less I like him. So, for instance, when he was on Saturday Night Live, and, like, he was in the, like, that Spartan role, and he was just, it just, it just didn't like to piss on him, you know? Oh, he is back. And, you know, time goes on, and he gets, he gets comedy roles. Like, for instance, he had a very, <laughs> excuse me. Had a very small role in Austin Powers, but you know Austin Powers was slapstick, and yeah. just five minutes of Will Ferrell was enough. That was funny enough, you know. Yeah, he's a funny guy. If you no. would have, yeah. The last movie that uh, we saw was uh, Goonies. Yeah. Oh, my little guy's got a message for Claw. Go ahead, tell him. Go, go ahead. What? I'm trying to talk what? Oh, uh, my son. The Goonies. Yeah, I bought, I got it on uh, Blu-ray at Target last year for five bucks. And I'm like, can't pass up Goonies for five bucks. And it's got all the, you know, different features on there, too, which is cool. The anniversary. Oops. Okay. Anyways, yeah, I'm not a... I don't watch a lot of movies, but when I do, I try to go back to the classics, you know. So, for instance, uh, did you see the director's cut that had the uh, deleted octopus scene? (laughs) No. I don't think so. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? No, tell me. Okay, so, so, like me, you've probably seen Goonies a lot, right? Yes. And do you remember at the very end scene when, when they're when they're at the beach and they're all trying to tell the cops and the press about their experience and dating goes, Oh yeah, the <laughs> octopus was really scary. Didn't you ever wonder what the heck that was? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, 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 back up about ten minutes where they're going down the water slide and they fall to the lagoon where One-Eyed Willie's ship is. Yeah. There, there's a there's a scene that's about three minutes long that they cut because there's a really cheesy animatronic octopus that tries to attack them and then Dana pulls a Walkman out of his pocket and puts the, the headphones yeah. on the octopus. 
And the octopus starts oh dancing and swims away. Really? That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you want the special the special features, watch the director's cut version. Maybe see if there's just a deleted scenes there where you can just watch that that scene. It's it's terrible. Like you can, it's 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 worth watching because you know you're a fan of the Goonies and whatever. But you can definitely understand why they cut it from the movie. That's from hilarious. The, the octopus. <laughs> That's funny. What do you think about the Goonies? Good. Do you know he said there was a scene cut out with an octopus? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, that's Steven Spielberg said they can't Daddy? advance once they find out Daddy? or they talk about making a sequel. Daddy? He said it never Daddy. goes forward. Hey, relax, dude. I'm getting I want to go with Tell him. He's right there. Um... I like you for room bread. Who are you talking to? Doctor Claw. Well, say hi, Doctor Claw. I want. Hi, Doctor. He's not asking. Um, I like room for room buds. Oompa Loompas. Oh, yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. There's a really good YouTube video with them skateboarding. You should check that out. Oh, that's funny. They dress up as Zumba Loopas, go out skateboarding, and see what people do. It's pretty funny. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, um, uh, Rick, the about the Goonies. What do you think the if they were to do a sequel, which is very unlikely, because Mama Fratelli is gone, and and Donner's gone, and uh, etc. But, um. What would you like to see the storyline? Like they're all grown up and then their kids go on an adventure to find One-Eye Willie or something? I was, I was, I was just going to say, here's the thing. The ship sails off into the sunset, right? Yeah. They're grown-ups. So maybe their interest in adventures leads them into, you know, uh, an, an occupation of, uh, of um, you know, of, uh, of marine exploration or whatever. And so um, we're... Where I, where I would, where I would like is that, is that, is that the ship is still out there. Not, not that the ship sunk and they're going to look for it, but that the ship is still out there and they're going to look for it. Yeah. The, the problem is, you're right. The Fratellis were kind of old, and so they're going to be grown up. And even though the actors that played the Fratellis were gone, also the Fratellis would be gone. Somebody else. Vision like Chunk starts a surf shop, and he uh, with with Sloth, and they live above the surf shop, 
And you know, that maybe they could can make I it funny. Yeah, something? sure. Um, what is this? That those are little symbols next to people's names. Mm. So, yeah, so, what is? So, so, so like, so like, uh, okay. I feel this. I like this. So, Mikey becomes a marine biologist, and he discovers on one of his his kind of routine searches. That he finds Willie's ship, and then he goes and recruits Chunk and Sloth and his older brother and everybody, and they go out to find the ship. I like it. I like it. Yeah, there's a second uh, compartment. There's a f- another deck with a secret to something, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe they could do it. Look, after what they've done with Karate Kid, they have... Unmercilessly, you know, replay that whole, you know, shtick. And it gets so old. It got so old that I couldn't watch the first episode um, of the new Karate Kid. What's it called? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Cobra Kai. I didn't, I didn't watch it at all, so I can't give you a And you know what? I also can't watch Stranger Things. You know, I like Stranger Things. Yeah. That's fine. We can we can um, we can agree to disagree, but I'm curious as to why you don't like it so much. Oh, um, I don't like it because they steal from the Goonies soundtrack and E. T. and they're just okay. they're not even shameless they're shameless about it. Um, you know, they just take that whole era and reduce it down, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, and it's like, oh, oh. it bothers me. It really does. <laughs> but I know that's unpopular people that like and the Daddy, 80s, and they say, you should like the 80s. Daddy, yes? can I tell you something? Yeah, sure. Um, why do I have to watch Gabby Hatton? No, I mean, I mean, I grew up in the My 80s. My dad, Daddy, yeah. But yeah. I can, I can, I can yeah. definitely yeah. understand, like, it, you know, it, 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 I think I think it, it definitely appeals to younger people that didn't live through that yeah. era and have a false nostalgia, obviously, because that's yeah. the way it's designed. It's supposed to capture a younger audience through false nostalgia. Well, I'm yeah, at, like yeah I, I know, and I'm listening to the soundtrack, and it sounds like Goonies, and it's taken exactly from it, and and I don't know, it's just it it it, it feels yeah. like they're trying too hard. Um, Daddy, that's you, what it is. Daddy, can what? you tell me to? What? He doesn't know what that is. That's a child's program. He wouldn't know. Um, but I'll ask him. Um, but I know. Don't hate me because I don't like Stranger Things. I, I watched the first episode, but I can't seem to go back. I might go back at some point. I don't know. Do you think I'm too critical? Do you think I'm too critical? Sure. 
and it's cool, you know, they put the old computers there and the games and all the the fashion and all that and I guess when you're doing a period thing you have to pay attention to that. You know, just like if you were gonna do it in the seventies or if you were gonna do it in the sixties, you'd have to pay attention to that nostalgia. You know, it's cool, you know, it just seemed with the whole first season, you know, with the that invisible thing it's a little too much for me anyways whatever maybe I'll try it again we'll see what yeah we um, started watching but last year started watching E.T. and he loves it the little guy loves E.T. and and right and Elliot gets scared of E.T. he does yeah, yeah Elliot Elliot Elliot. And where does E.T. live? He is up on the space. Yeah? He, he lives in space. It's an awesome movie. And soundtrack. Yep. What about the original Superman? Well, the 80s version. Do you, what do you think of that one? Well, I meant to say the one with Marlon Brando, right? Superman. Um, which Superman? Are you talking about Superman three that had Richard Pryor in it? No, Superman one in the eighties. I no, thought Superman one came out in the seventies. Oh, was it seventies? Yeah, the one with the Crystal Palace and all that. Yeah, let me see. Um, Superman, you know. Is that Marlon Brando? I gotta be honest with you. Um, I, I couldn't tell you why, but I, I never really seriously watched uh, the Superman movies. I know Superman 3, which came out in 1983, and oh. starred Richard Pryor. Uh, um, was most famous uh, because of the, the, the conspiracy to like steal money from the banks using the fractional, you know, uh, transaction uh, remainders. The first Superman movie that you're talking about actually came out in December of 1978. Superman two came out in summer of 1981, and Superman three came out in summer of 1983. Yeah, Superman one when he was a baby. And he got ejected, and they put those guys in a prison. They literally put them in a mirror, and they threw the mirror in space, and they just, you know, got lost in space, that mirror. I, you know, wow. I actually didn't know, did you know, that that Superman movie was directed by Richard Donner, who also directed The Good. Oh my God, no way. Yep. What a masterpiece. <laughs> now that is a masterpiece. Yeah. No, don't give me off. Okay. Our, okay. our, our yeah. Holy crap! Did you know? Did you know Richard Donner died last year? Yeah, sad. Yeah, very I, sad. I, I, if I if I knew that, I must have forgotten it. I did not know he died last year. Yeah, that's what makes the sequel unlikely. Oh my gosh, he was ninety-one years old. Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace. In fact, he was he was fifty five when he directed the Goonies. 
That's quite a long call. Holy cow. Yep. Wow. You well, know. I guess I have I guess I have thirteen years to become Richard yep. Donner. If I if I want I to do that with my wife. <laughs> Dangerous. I won't fall. Let me see. So he directed and then they will see in closer. Uh Lethal Weapon, X Men. Interesting. Why do you need to bring me off of the table? Are you a John Hughes fan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, my favorite John Hughes movie, didn't he direct... Uh, didn't, didn't he direct Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yep, of course, that was the famous one. That is, that is probably my, my favorite John Hughes movie. Um, some of the ones... Now, now uh, I, uh... Oh, he, he, he directed... Local Walk at National Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. Gosh, I didn't even know that. Um, I know that probably, probably his... his Dennis the Menace, yep. <laughs> he directed Dennis the Menace, I remember that yep. movie. That one was not quite... And there's Dennis another movie that he didn't direct that, is, that I like a lot. Um, Richie Rich, we just watched recently. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that movie. That's with Macaulay Culkin. I gotta what say, is Richie Rich? Richie Rich, I, I did not like those movies no. so much, to be honest. Okay, we saw it recently and I thought it was cool. I thought, you know, it was kind of, you know, cheesy cliffhanger at the end, but it was good. Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Walk the watch. Richie. Donna. Yeah. And even if he was alive, it would. Oh, how could I forget? He also directed The Breakfast Club. He directed Weird Science. Oh, I oh, love wow. that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing films. Breakfast Club just had their anniversary this year. So, that was nice. Well, don't you have an anniversary every year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's their, thir I think, 36th anniversary or something like that.
and claws deep into thought. Oh, well, now I'm playing um, my lord for the day. Mm. Getting my game in. Busy. Can I see you? Do you see me in the system now? Oh, I'm in a game right now, but like a uh, medieval RPG type of thing. Legend of very, the Red Dragon. Very simple, yeah. Yeah, text adventure. Uh, it is a text adventure. Um, so is Door Mud. That one's text adventure. But Door I mean, I Mud. Guess is it funny? Door yeah. Mud. Wait, why is this blue? Because that's the enter key. Excited oh. for the new Monkey Island wreck? Wait, why is it the enter key? Inspirato Projecto. I've been wanting to ask this for a long time. I want to put on the new episode on the Goonies too. Why is it that Steven Spielberg has recently said in public that there's going to be no Goonies 2 every time he gets together with his colleagues to discuss films that he should create they talk about Goonies too but it doesn't get farther why can't they make it you know is it unrealistic is a is it a fool's errand because Goonies is such a masterpiece I've never asked you about Goonies but I am very eager to hear about your thoughts about Goonies and why Goonies 2 won't and can't be made thank you Inspirato for inspiring me man behind the machine Visit us online, and uh, we'll be in the metaverse soon. So we'll see you on the metaverse. Goonies 2 and the search for One-Eyed Willie. Gosh, you know, I would love to see a Goonies 2. I remember when I was a little kid, shortly after seeing Goonies 2, there's this abandoned house that was nearby in a cornfield behind my buddy's house where uh, everybody at some point or another saw the corn monster, and we just carved our way through there and found this abandoned house. It was too floors, unless that was an attic. Uh, it had a basement. Uh, it had an upstairs. Was that also the attic? But I remember somehow we came upon this thing, and we dare our, we dare our friends to go inside this thing, and we were going to the basement, and there were still things in there. Like, there were still things in this house. And inside the, inside the, uh, there's a refrigerator down in the, in the basement, and there were, like, things in jars, and we always wonder what's going on. And I always just felt this certainty, this vibe in me that if I had explored with under there in in uh, in that basement, we would have come across some secret tunnel that leads us to some crazy pirate ship, just like in Goonies. I w- I just kept thinking that every time I went to this house, I think I went there maybe three or four times because each time I went in there, there was a nearby neighbor who who kind of get shoo shoo get out. Remember that term shoo. He'd go over and he'd shoo us out. He'd say, get out of here. I'm watching that house. Those neighbors are on, my neighbors are on vacation. Neighbors are on vacation. There's no furniture in the house. There's no, there's nobody living here. The, 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 door, the doors are open. And uh, I always felt that there would be some, some vast Goonies type of uh, underground lair that, I, that my friends happen upon. Now, in addition to that, 
I don't know if you've been hearing, David Lynch, this ties in with your Goonies question. David Lynch, so I've got my essay written. On and off, there's a history of what had happened throughout quarantine that um, he was secretly working on a project. He actually made the announcement himself. And then people saw uh, uh, Watts, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts? Naomi Watts? I wonder if. I didn't realize this till now. I wonder if she's. I wonder if she's related to Alan Watts. Naomi Watts, Alan Watts. I can't believe I never had that. That epiphany till right now. Oh my god, dude. Wow. I gotta investigate this. Watts. Naomi Watts. And Laura Dern were seen, I guess, at a Showtime building or Netflix or something like that. So yeah, there was this, there was this kind of a history of this thing going on where um Netflix was gonna make like a 12-part one-hour show for David Lynch. And it was called Wisteria. And then and then the title was changed to Unrecorded Night. And then there were these... And then what happened was, recently, all various members of... The cast members of Twin Peaks and people who have been in David Lynch movies started putting up um, pictures of the Wisteria flower with no explanation. Then... <clears throat> a rumor escaped <clears throat> that David Lynch has a secret project showing at Cannes this year. David Lynch then goes on social networks and says, no, 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 I do not, you know, I do not have a movie. He said it like two or three times. I do not have a movie coming out at Cannes. And of course, all the papers, you know, rolled with this and everything. No, no, no movie, you know, and all these, all these Lynch fans are like, oh, now, they also remember, let's dial back the hands of time, David Lynch would continually say, no, there's no more story for, for Twin Peaks, there's no more, well, what do we end up having, Twin Peaks season three, okay, okay, here's the thing, here's the thing, this is what I'm getting to here, over, well, here, the, there's, there's, there's a list of dates here, Okay, it's going to go, as, as you hear these things, it's going to go in a row, 529, 2020, 10-16-20, 2-26-21, 9-10-21, 2-4-22, 3-25-22, 4-1-22, 4-8-22, 22. So, okay. What I'm saying, what I'm saying right there are dates of um, specific dates that David Lynch said a specific thing on his daily, because he has, he has David Lynch Theater. If you go to YouTube, you could check out, he's got David Lynch Theater and he's got, um, he's, 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 he puts up daily weather reports. He does all kinds of fun stuff. So someone put up this tweet. This is what this is all leading to. I had to give you all the back, back information. This is, this is what the tweet says here. From Fate Colossal. Okay. It says, holy shit. Just realized that David Lynch has been slowly conditioning us over the past two years with increasing urgency to believe the rumors about Can. Okay. 
Dave Lynch will say, it's Friday once again. Can you believe it? Okay. So now check this out. Isn't that intriguing? Like, how cool is that to think that he's been planting these little seeds in our brains? And we know, we know just how how deeply uh, detailed and interwoven Twin Peaks is in all of his movies. He's always planting little seeds. I mean, this right here is a symbolic representation. What he did with this is a tiny symbolic representation of what he's been doing in, in his media through all these years. I mean, I love it. I love it. So, to answer your question, this is this is this this is how I'm answering your question, man. Behind the machine, <laughs> is, uh, you, you never can rule anything out, can you? <laughs> can can you <laughs> believe it? Okay, now, if you can hear in the background, that is indeed uh, one of our uh, biological sentient drones. It is made uh, with the the heart and soul, and also artichokes, of uh, uh, cabbage and some other uh, choice plant uh, plant creatures, dare I say. Uh, we do not have the patents on that, that is Monsanto. Uh, right now, there's a bidding war between Monsanto, Apple, and Microsoft, and of course, uh, 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 Bill Gates's subsidiaries, not to mention BlackRock, but that is a side note. Now, we are, of course, moder- monitoring you for your own safety, uh, because we do not like the idea of you being hacked or your trash being uh, 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 filtered through by uh, 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 extraterrestrial biological entities. If you can hear that noise, that is our uh, drones descending back upon your property, uh, apparently uh, we just received intel from our audiovisual uh, electronic department that um, uh, uh, this this character has tried to call quote, quote call us off. Uh, first of all, uh, we are a part of the Galactic Federation. Uh, we use this frequency to communicate with those beings who can hear us. There's no possible way this uh, uh, Jacques uh, Nicholson uh, would have been able to uh, hear any of our dialogue, let alone uh, being able to tap into its uh, frequency. So, uh, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please disregard. Uh, but this is your friend Carl Sagan once again.